Hello and welcome to the Most Accurate Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gelhar. The Most Accurate Podcast is proud to be presented by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog is an all-new format for snake drafts, Battle Royale. I'll give you the full rundown of this awesome new game type later in the show. In the meantime, download the Underdog Fantasy app and get ready to play. Today's intro song was, of course, the Jeopardy theme song, because yesterday we lost Alex Trebek to his long battle with pancreatic cancer. I grew up watching Jeopardy and still watch it today, and I just want to say thank you, Alex, for bringing wit and knowledge and compassion into my living room pretty much every day. Rest in peace to a true television titan. While that news was sad yesterday, at least the football was able to lift our spirits, as Week 9 was filled with terrific games, many of which came down to the wire. I have plenty of recommendations for you all to target on waivers this week to come, but don't forget to view my full list of recommendations on 444.com, where you can find the waiver wire watch column that has far more players than I will touch on in this uh, short podcast. And if you need deeper picks, sleepers, other guys to target at these main positions, that's your place to do it. I will highlight my top picks at each position in this episode. But first, as always, the news. Dolphins wide receiver Preston Williams suffered an ankle injury on a diving touchdown catch and was carted to the locker room. The extent of his injury isn't known at this time. Chargers running back Justin Jackson suffered a knee injury and did not return. The severity of his injury is also unknown, but he was spotted at times holding his helmet on the sidelines, so it may not be as serious as Williams' injury. Texans running back David Johnson suffered a concussion in Week 9 and will enter the league's protocol. He was quickly ruled out in that game, so we'll have to watch his status all week to know whether or not he is cleared to return. Washington football team quarterback Kyle Allen suffered a dislocated ankle and a small fracture and is set to miss the rest of the season. Alex Smith will get the start for the football team in Week 10. Jaguars wide receiver LaVisca Chenault left the game against the Texans with a hamstring injury and was later ruled out. I believe he's been reported as day-to-day right now, but he may miss some time recovering still. Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey returned to action after his high ankle sprain, but suffered a shoulder injury and is considered day-to-day. Apparently, some believe his status is in doubt for this weekend, but we'll have to watch closely to see what's happening with CMC. If he is out, Mike Davis will be back in the good graces of fantasy managers. Broncos tight end Albert Okwugbanam, sorry Albert, I never got the hang of that full name, uh, suffered a torn ACL and is done for the season. Uh, it's unfortunate he was starting to carve out a nice role in that offense, but this means if Nova Fant can stay healthy, he should have even more targets coming his way. And in a bit of good news, Nick Chubb will return to practice this week for the Browns, though it remains to be seen if he'll be suiting up for Week 10 against the Texans. Alright, that does it for the news, and a quick reminder before we dive in, as always, roster percentages are pulled from Yahoo Fantasy Leagues, and free agent budget recommendations are based on a $100 season-long budget. If you'll notice, some of the totals are getting a little smaller at this point in the year, because I'm assuming many of you have spent a little more of your budget. But if not, and you really want a player, don't be afraid to bump it up. Each positional list of recommendations will be ranked from top priority to lowest. And with that out of the way, here are my top quarterback ads of the week. Baker Mayfield for the Browns, 33% rostered. Drew Locke for the Broncos, 20% rostered. And Tua Tungavailoa for the Dolphins, 24% rostered. Mayfield managed just 12 completions for 122 yards in his last start, but that was in the windswept game against the Raiders in Cleveland. The week prior, which seems like an eternity ago, because Baker was on his bye, Baker threw five touchdowns and nearly 300 yards in a win over the Bengals. Now coming out of his bye with time to heal, Mayfield gets a gift of a matchup against the Texans. The Texans have stopped exactly zero opposing offenses, and in case you miss it on Sunday, they let sixth-round pick Jake Luton uh, throw for over 300 yards in his first career start. Mayfield is available in plenty of leagues and should offer a very solid fantasy floor. 
While Drew Locke is a bit erratic in real life, he's been dynamite in fantasy of late, scoring three total touchdowns in each of his last two games, while averaging over 280 passing yards in each of those games as well. Up next for Locke is a matchup with the Raiders, a team that has been very vulnerable to downfield passing attacks so far this year. Now, Locke comes with some risk, though, because as I mentioned, he's a little bit erratic in real life, and in his first two games back from the injury that uh, cost him the beginning of the season, he threw four interceptions uh, to zero touchdowns with just one rushing score in that time. My hope is that Locke's recent play is a little more indicative of what he'll offer the rest of the way, and given that he's in a pretty good matchup, I like Drew Locke as a little bit of a riskier but nice high upside pick. Rounding up the top quarterback picks is Tua. Tua's first start was a little rocky, but the Dolphins' defense covered him, but he looked much more like an NFL starter in his second start, completing 20 of his 28 passes for 248 yards and two touchdowns in a win over the Cardinals. He added 35 yards on the ground, too, as we always assumed that Tua would have a little bit of that Konami code rushing quarterback appeal. He's going to look to build on this performance against a Chargers defense that remains very exploitable through the air, as they battle numerous injuries to the pass rush and secondary. Now, there's also some risk with Tua given his inexperience, and sometimes rookie quarterbacks hit those ups and downs, but the early returns are encouraging, so I like Tua as a streamer this week. Before continuing, I want to take another minute to tell you all about Underdog Fantasy. We all love snake drafts, we all love big prizes, but we don't all love big entry fees or multi-week contests. So Underdog Fantasy has just released an all-new format for their snake drafts. It's called Battle Royale. In Battle Royale, you draft a one-week team like you normally would, but instead of only competing against the other teams in your specific draft, you compete with teams from other drafts. This way, they pull together the prizes so you can offer big tournament-style payouts while keeping the live snake draft format. If you think this is your week and you can draft the best team, you have to try Battle Royale. It offers the big upside a normal snake draft can't, with prizes that used to be only attainable in season-long or salary cap tournaments. The first Battle Royale is already up in Underdog app and website. It's $5 to enter and has a $25,000 prize pool and pays out $5,000 to first place. Be sure to get in on this action now. Get the Underdog Fantasy app today. Alright, moving on. Here are several of the top running back targets for this week. Tony Pollard for the Cowboys, 35%. Troy Mayne Pope for the Chargers. Kalen Balazs for the Chargers. And Joshua Kelly for the Chargers. More on them in a second. Matt Breda for the Dolphins, 23%. And Duke Johnson for the Texans, 15%. Just a quick note about Pollard. He's kind of he's been in the stash column for a long time on the Waiver Wire Watch column, but he's averaging 10 touches per game over his last four while Ezekiel Elliott battles fumbling and hamstring issues. Uh, Pollard is still getting overall out-touched by Elliott, uh, 73 to 40 in that span, but um, with Zeke having a nagging hamstring injury and Pollard providing a little bit of a spark, Pollard might start having some standalone flex value. And if... Ezekiel Elliott were to miss time, Pollard would be a fringe RB1, but a solid RB2. So he's one of the top priorities this week. I would throw $10 plus at him. Now, as for that muddled Chargers backfield, as I mentioned at the top, Justin Jackson left uh, the Week 9 game against the Raiders with a knee injury and didn't return. Kalen Balazs, the former Jet, saw 17 touches, while Joshua Kelly saw 14 touches, with Kelly having a slight edge in snaps. Now, Troy Mayne Pope was out for this game with concussion, but the week prior he had seen the field more over Joshua Kelly. So if Pope gets cleared and Justin Jackson is going to be out, it looks like Pope might be the target. Needless to say, this is kind of a moving picture here, but the Chargers backs have provided fantasy value all year. And as the week progresses, once we get a clearer picture, we'll want to throw uh, some money at them. I think that the best range for this group is 5 to $10. So keep this in mind that the pecking order would probably go Pope, Bellage, and then Kelly right below it. But Jackson, maybe if he comes back healthy. 
So we got to watch the practice reports. We got to read the tea leaves and make our bids accordingly. Up next is Matt Breda, who missed week nine with a hamstring injury, but could return in week 10. If he does, there's a good chance he'd get the starters workload after Miami's backs this week, Jordan Howard and Salvan Ahmed, left a lot to be desired. Now, Breda is only going to have a temporary hold in this backfield, though, as Miles Gaskin is expected back in a few weeks, and he was just basically a starting running back when he was in there earlier. Nevertheless, Breda could offer a couple weeks of decent production, so I'd say he's around a 6 to $7 bid. And lastly, Duke Johnson really only comes into play if David Johnson misses Week 10 with a concussion. As I mentioned at the top, we're going to have to watch throughout the week to see if David Johnson clears the protocol. If he doesn't, then Duke Johnson's going to be a volume-based play. He saw 20 touches once David Johnson left the game and caught a handful of passes as well. Even though Duke Johnson might not be the most electric option uh, to pick up off the waiver wire, he'll at least have a nice one-week spot start uh, total to help you know, try and secure you a win to get you to that postseason. All right, moving on to wide receivers, here's who we've got this week. Sterling Shepard for the Giants, 51%. Curtis Samuel for the Panthers, 29%. Tim Patrick for the Broncos, 22%. And Jalen Ragor for the Eagles at 24%. Shepard has seen 8-plus targets in every game since returning from injury, averaging just shy of 7 catches and 58 yards per game in that span. He's only found the end zone once, but scoring opportunities aren't exactly bountiful in this Giants offense. Yet, Sterling Shepard's volume makes him one of the top ends because the more times he has the ball being thrown his way, the more chances he has to score. The Eagles play the Giants in Week 10, which is a favorable matchup for Sterling Shepard and Daniel Jones. They did decent, uh, or Daniel Jones did decent against the Eagles earlier, and I like Shepard's chances to put up a solid stat line. As for Curtis Samuel, the Panthers may have finally figured out how to use him as a dual-threat player. He has 26 touches over the last three weeks, 19 catches and 7 rushes for 225 yards and 4 total touchdowns. Christian McCaffrey returning is going to take up some of that volume, but he might miss Week 10 with a shoulder injury. So that's good news for Samuel to keep up his uh, his heavy volume. Now, some touchdown regression might be coming to Samuel, but this dual threat nature ever gives him a very, very nice floor each and every week. And uh, I think Samuel is a great wide receiver three or flex to play this week. Tim Patrick for the Broncos has seen seven plus targets in three of his last four games. He scored twice in that span and gone for over 100 yards in two of those games as well. The Broncos' receiving core is healing, though, with Jerry Judy and K.J. Hamler back in the mix, so Patrick's appeal diminishes just a touch, but he's proven he can uh, make plays down the field and in the red zone and has the eyes of Drew Locke, so I like him as a, a solid dart throw against the Raiders this week. And rounding out the list is Jalen Ragor for the Eagles. He had a solid performance, but, you know, not exactly spectacular in his first game back, catching three catches for 16 yards and a touchdown, um, and then he came went into his bye on Week 9. But having Rhaegar come back, get a little more time with the team, get a few more practice reps, you know, he was their first-round pick this year, so they definitely have high hopes and big plans for him. And I think his uh, game against the division rival Giants could be a chance for Rhaegar to show uh, a little bit more of what he's made of this week. All right, rounding out the list for the tight ends, I'm only going to throw two at you again. If you need more or deeper targets, again, check out Waiver Wire Watch. But in the interest of being speedy on these podcasts, here are your tight ends. Austin Hooper for the Browns, 39%. Eric Ebron for the Steelers, 64%. Hooper has missed a few weeks after undergoing an appendectomy, but is set to return in Week 10. In the three weeks prior to his absence, he was averaging five catches and 48 yards a game on just shy of eight targets per game. He was dropped in plenty of leagues during his absence, so if he's available in yours, you should pick him up as he could return to tight end one status in short order. 
The absence of Odell Beckham should only serve to raise his floor too. So I really like Hooper's potential to sneak in and uh, and turn back into a tight end one the rest of the way here. As for Eric Ebron, he's finally starting to get added in more leagues, but the fact that he's almost available in 40% of leagues means I need to mention him here. He was off to a quiet start uh, as the Steelers were surprisingly struggling against the Cowboys, but Ebron found the end zone late to give the Steelers the lead and salvage his fantasy day. That's back-to-back weeks with a touchdown for Ebron, and he's seen five-plus targets in every game this season but two. Given the sad state of the tight end position, you can't turn away from that type of volume, especially in a league that has at least 12 teams. I think Ebron must be a starter there, but you could maybe swap somebody in based on a matchup. All right, there are the recommendations this week. I'm going to run through them one more time for you quick here in case you missed them or were driving or were actually doing work for a change. So here we go. At quarterback this week, I like Baker Mayfield for the Browns, Drew Locke for the Broncos, and Tua Tungavailoa for the Dolphins. At running back, we have Tony Pollard for the Cowboys, Troy Mayne Pope, Kalen Balaj, and Joshua Kelly for the Chargers. Again, got to watch those practice reports and injury reports. Matt Breda for the Dolphins and Duke Johnson for the Texans. At wide receiver, we have Sterling Shepard for the Giants, Curtis Samuel for the Panthers, Tim Patrick for the Broncos, Jalen Rago for the Eagles, and rounding things out at tight end, Austin Hooper for the Browns, and Eric Ebron for the Steelers. All right, that's going to do it for this week's show, everybody. Sorry if it was a little more truncated. I'm dealing with a sore throat here, so was trying to soldier through this podcast as quickly as possible, but resting up should be back and ready to go for next week. Uh, as usual, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Share it with your friends and family. Maybe not your league mates, though, if you don't want them to get this information. Because we really appreciate that. It helps the show out in the long run, and uh, that means more. We can keep producing more shows for all of you. But good luck to all of you in Week 10. Make those waiver claims. Check the waiver wire watch. I will be updating it tomorrow on 444.com with as much information as the teams decide to give us. And uh, with that, I'll let the Jeopardy theme play us out one more time. Rest in peace, Alex Trebek. You will be missed. (laughs) 